0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: A Day is finally here. We got some bold predictions leading into A Day. I'll tell you who's going to steal the show on offense tomorrow, right here on Locked On Auburn.
2: Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. A-Day is here. It is tomorrow. It's going to be very, very exciting. Hopefully, I know some folks feel different about A-Day than others, but we're going to give three bold predictions going into Auburn's eight-day game. Also, we will talk with Ryan Tracy, host of Locked on NFL Draft. Are Roger McCreary's arms really two inches too short? Let's get to the bottom of that and how much that matters. And then a new show that we have launched at auburndaily.com. I want to give you a preview of that in our final few minutes today. But first things first: some bold predictions for A day. It's always fun to guess the MVP because it's probably not going to be a starter. It's probably going to be somebody that is a little bit of a spring fling. And, uh, you know, the media votes for it. And sometimes I think they like to kind of throw some love to folks that they don't get to cover. They get to see these kids as what they are college kids who are working their tail off. And so when they can give somebody some love that doesn't typically get it, um, that, that kind of happens. But my first bold prediction has to do with that. I think Malcolm Johnson Jr., who I believe will be a starter, at least in the starting rotation next year, I think Malcolm Johnson Jr. steals the show for Auburn's 8-8 performance, at least on the offense side of the football. I think we see him get two or three big grabs, and it's just enough to really allow the fan base to circulate and get excited about a potential wide receiver one going into the 2022 season. That's what this team needs. That's what the narrative needs to be around this offense. And obviously, if a guy like Malcolm Johnson Jr. can step up and execute, it's going to make whoever wins the job, whether it's TJ Finley, Zach Calzada, or Robbie Ashford, uh, it's going to allow them to kind of take that next step forward. And so who does that come from? I don't know. I do think it'll be fun to see if they keep the first team offense in, but change the quarterback once T.J. Finley's done. I do believe T.J. Finley would be the first quarterback to receive snaps, but wouldn't it be super interesting and kind of telling if they allowed Robbie Ashford to also run with some of the ones in the scrimmage at Jordan-Hare Stadium? I think that would be interesting, especially also, of course, if Holden uh, would would be able to do that. So that's my first one. Malcolm Johnson Jr. steals the show on offense. Number two, my second bold prediction no turnovers from the quarterback position with all the talk all spring about the quarterbacks and speculation swirling around about, you know, can, can they take that next step forward? I'm predicting no turnovers. Now, some folks out there may be saying that's not a hot take. A day is designed to make whatever Auburn wants to look good, look good. And and I don't disagree with that. And so that may be part of it. I think you're going to see, passing situations that allow these quarterbacks to succeed. And also these starting offenses will go up against the backup defenses and vice versa. So, you know, I I think it's really going to benefit whoever is starting, but maybe Robbie Ashford impresses if he's taking snaps with the second team offense against the starting defense. I think that's where this take gets a little juicier. So that's my second one. No turnovers from the quarterbacks on Saturday. The last one, and I hate that all three of these are offense, but I just, I think that's where the interest is. But the third one, uh, the offensive line will look great on Saturday. That is my final bold prediction for A-Day. I think despite several guys not playing or being limited throughout spring, I think the starting offensive line is going to be able to create holes for Tank Bigsby and Jordan Ingram and... Uh, I guess, Sean Jackson, possibly, possibly, probably not with the starters, but it'll be interesting to see what that rotation looks like, which are quest Hunter being out. I think the starting offensive line is going to be impressive. Now, will that all be relevant? No, it will not be because the, they'll be going up against the number two defense, which I think will be telling. And I, I just think the defense both starters and backups are going to be super vanilla. They're going to run a lot of base. And so you're going to see guys move the opposing defensive line when the starters have the football because they're going up against the defensive backups. And so once again, the things that Auburn want to look good from a messaging standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, um, all that is going to matter. And so I think they're going to set it up where this offensive line looks pretty decent on Saturday. So those are my three... Both predictions, and I think all three. I think it's an order of juiciest to least juicy. Malcolm Johnson Jr. steals the show for the offense. No turnovers from the quarterback position, and the offensive line looking great on Saturday It's probably the order that makes a ton of sense. I tell you what, though, um, if there are a lot of turnovers, and obviously, uh, obviously, it kind of depends on what they look like, and you know, is it a botch pass or something like that? You know, it's a receiver. Taps it up in the air instead of catching it like, you know, those look different than if this is, if it's a blatant pick or, you know, something like that. Um, but if there are turnovers and the offensive line does not look good, it's going to be bad. It's gonna be a long summer folks. It's gonna be a long summer, but let me just stress this one more time. And I always have to be careful. Cause like I want you guys to care about a day because we want people to you know, watch and listen but don't overreact one way or the other with what happens tomorrow. Like, that is so important, and that is so crucial. And I think that's something we all need to just really focus on as a team here and just pay attention to that. So hold on to that moving forward. Hey, before we jump into uh, other things coming up, Justin Ferguson normally joins us for Ferg Fridays. The, he had some stuff going on. Our schedule didn't really mesh. Um, so nothing crazy there. But hopefully we'll get him back to recap a day. And kind of preview what's going to happen this summer next Friday on a potential Ferg Friday next week. But, yeah, go check out the theauburnobserver.com. Support Jay Ferg and the guys over there. All right. Roger McCurry's arms being two inches too short. Doesn't really matter. We talk about it next right here on Locked on Auburn. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Had a listener reach out to me yesterday, actually. Shout out to Trace. Asking, all right, what kind of Built Bars do you like? I told him I like caramel flavored anything, like seriously anything. I think you could put caramel on dirt, and I would probably like it. And so I told him salt caramel, um, but also that Built Puffs were kind of the way to go. He seemed interested. And so hopefully he heads over to Built.com and checks out all the different flavors that they have to offer. Use promo code LOCK 15 and you can get 15% off your order. Once again, that is Built.com. Use promo code LOCK 15 for 15% off.
0: deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com.
1: And joining us now here on locked on Auburn host of locked on NFL draft and rogue analytics, RogueAPC.com, the one and only Ryan Tracy, Ryan Tracy. It is an honor. My friend got to meet you in person down in mobile earlier this week or earlier this year, rather for senior bowl week. That was a blast. Um, we got to talk about Roger McCreary because something is driving me crazy. And I want you to tell me if, if I'm the crazy <laughs> one or if other people are crazy. All right. The, the, the talk about his arms being too short, it drives me crazy. It drives because when you turn <laughs> on the film of this guy, he's shutting down number one SEC wide receivers consistently week in and week out. What are your thoughts?
0: You know you should be crazy, and by the way, thanks for putting up with me in Mobile. It's always a hectic place. Um, so I'm probably not the person uh, to talk about sanity. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but but you're not wrong, you should be fired up about that because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when it comes down to the end of the day, right? Yeah. I, I'm an analytics guy, right? I'm I'm a performance coach, I do all the metrics on the draft. That's what I do, that's my bread and butter, right? But even yeah. I have to acknowledge. If if the arm length isn't there, but you're still producing on the field, and more importantly in this case, stopping others from producing, that's what the bottom line is. And everything else has to be an adaptation. There's nothing that says you can't play in the league with arms under 30 inches. The problem is that a lot of GMs have been burnt by other guys who haven't panned out with that particular measurement, right? So it's all about risk versus reward for those GMs. Someone will get him, I think in the top 50, and they're going to be really, really happy that they did it. I just can't tell you where.
1: Yeah, most mocks have him mid forties right now. I mean that that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm seeing. I assume you're seeing similar things. Um, yep. Which I, I think in that situation, like a Chicago Bears, I think they had like the 46 pick. I think that's what um, one that I read earlier today had. And that just seems like great value to me. Once again, I'm mm-hmm. looking at this through orange and blue glasses. You know, I've watched every snap that this gets played a million times, but. I I just think you're getting a dude that in a man scheme, a bump and run scheme, I think he's going to be really, really good.
0: You're absolutely right. And I will tell you this, Ryan Poles is a GM that's not going to be afraid. If he likes your film, he's going to take an exception and say, I can get him on the field doing this. Now, I don't have in front of me Rodgers slot snaps. That would be my question because that's the natural instinct because a lot of teams want to throw him in the slot. I'm not saying it won't Mobile. He lined up at the Mobile, Exactly. And I think that that's enough of a taste to say, okay, he can do that. I don't think he has to do that. That's my personal opinion. It's the turn and run for me that I think is a little bit more like, I got to make sure that that's enough. Because when you get up against some of the longer-limbed wideouts that you're going to go against, depending on which division you land, in, that could be a very, very long season. Mm-hmm. In other situations, it's not. I like the Bears' fit. I like the Chiefs' fit. The Chiefs love to play press. You know, that's that's kind of my bread and butter, right? That's the team that I cover on a daily basis. And I tell you, they have minimums as well. But that tape might be enough to make them bend that rule. I can't say that it's going to happen, but th- it, that's what it'll take, basically. If you're going to get up into the first round, it's going to take somebody probably breaking their own rule. So at
1: slot last year, according to, to PFF, he had 33 snaps. Of his 925 snaps last year, 33 of them were in the slot. So, not a lot. Not a lot at all.
0: That's 3%, right? Yeah, that's not a, lot um,
1: a ton. That, that's, that's not a ton. Very small samples. Like, one or two snaps a game is kind of what we're looking at here. So, um, that's we haven't really seen him do that, but that's what the NFL wanted to see him do in Mobile. And, you know, we didn't get to see all of the practices for the Senior Bowl because right. it was terrible weather. Um,
0: Monsoon season.
1: But the ones that were outside that we were able to see, he did not allow a reception. And you would think that it was like, is that Roger McCreary out there or is it a blanket? Because I can't tell.
0: (laughs) It's a straight jacket is what it was. That's what it was. was. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, there's going to be teams that are going to be worried. Like, is he using the boundary? Is that what he needs in order to be productive? Yeah. And. I don't see that on film. I don't think that it has to be there. I can see him in space and I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I think there are some GMs that with the combination of that's not where he played in college and he's got this measurement that makes us nervous. I think that's the problem that you're going to run into in terms of his draft stock.
1: Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he was like consistently, you know, a a late first round pick in every mock draft before the senior bowl. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like the, those 29 inch arms, man, (laughs) We can't take him anymore. You know, forget Rock him. Go. You know, defending Jamar Chase as a sophomore and, and locking him up. You know, forget the uh, his iron ball performance. Ryan last year was one of the best performances by a DB I've ever seen. I, I mean, it was it was incredible. And all these dudes that he's defending and, and didn't allow any catches to, or if it was, I mean, they had to make a ridiculous play. They're all going in the first round, and yep. so it, it's just it's just kind of crazy. It's just kind of crazy to see. So.
0: And I, I think those film grades are going to persist none of that's changed. They all know that. Now it's a question of can I can I wait on him till 48 and will no one else jump me for him because we all still had him as a first round grade on film. So it's the question of the waiting game now and so I think that's what it may come down to I think in the end he probably goes in the second and somebody gets a really nice value for a player they had graded as a one and it's just the luck of the draw about who's ready to pull the trigger right now Yeah
1: right. Uh, so you also cover the Chiefs. You, you're the host of, of Locked On Chiefs. Um, there is one Auburn player on the Chiefs roster. I'd be impressed if you <laughs> could name who it is. Do you know who it is? I don't. Prince Tego Winogo is currently on y'all's roster. He's on the practice squad. That's right. Yep. Yep. That's it. Nothing to write. Help me <laughs> about, but I just wanted to kind of put some pressure on you. Like, does he know this? How deeply no. does he know
0: the practice squad, guys? I, I have a limit, I have to say, and especially for in the off season when you're signing sure. futures contracts, I've already switched over to draft prospects. It's out of my it. head. <laughs> I get it. Man. I get it. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: Um, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but I'm just
1: going to just uh, have you have you watched any tape on Smoke Monday? Is, is that a guy that has kind of popped up on I your have- radar? What do you think about Smoke other than his awesome name?
0: I I I, I like his film. I, I like what Look. he brings. I, I like the fact that he played in his last game. He could have said, "Hey, I have a shot to go." I buy it. I don't care, honestly. For me, given where I'm looking at him, like on day three, probably on the on the top half of it, like that's a plus for me. I want that edge. That's what I'm looking for in a guy that I have to have come in and play some special team snaps for me. Let me see if he can work his way into the lineup. That I love because that's the kind of guy that I want.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a guy that consistently. um Got flagged for targeting, but th- does the NFL care about that just because the rules
0: are different? Well, they say they do. They don't call it as often though, do they? So nope. I-, I think there's also there's also going to be a thing where you know it costs money when you do it in the league, and that changes guys' perspective a little. Bit. Totally. Yeah, you're right. I just,
1: I don't. Know, Auburn fans just felt like if if you wanted to pass on Smoke Monday, just run a seam because like he was not going to cover. <laughs> Like smoke Monday against uh, Penn State last year. It's just like that dude's not going to cover the tight end. He's just not going to do it.
0: That's okay. He does other things that you can use him for. That's right. That's right. Send him a missile. Um, right.
1: How deep do you go? Do you do, uh, have you watched the Kobe McLean? Have you watched any of his tape? You beat me there. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Probably not going to get drafted. <laughs> but left early. You know, led uh, led the SEC in It's Good for him. But you know. yeah, that's a plus. That's a, probably something you not. Probably not an NFL player, but that's okay. Ryan, thank you for your time, man. How can people? Uh, how can people check out everything you got going on? And that is a long list of
0: things. It is. There's is so much. The, the Twitter feed's the easiest way at Ryan Tracy NFL. Um, but Rogue APC is where the matrix is, where the draft guide is. Uh, we post stuff over there, and then please listen, listen, to Eric Crocker berate me every day on Locked On NFL Draft. It's fun. You guys do a great job. Seriously, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's Ryan Tracy. When we
1: come back, I want to talk about uh, a new show that we have at auburndaily.com. But first things first, I got to tell you that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find the latest sports developments, including uh, obviously the Masters of this weekend. It's not too late to get a bet in. Talk to somebody who put $500 on Tiger uh, for this weekend, so we'll see if that pays off. But check it all out. That is at betonline.net, betonline, where the game starts. All right, I've talked about this a little bit on the the show so far, but AuburnDaily.com, Sports Illustrated reached out. We launched an Auburn website, Sports Illustrated's Auburn website at AuburnDaily.com, and Lance over there, who is my editor, he has been doing a live YouTube show. It's called the Auburn Daily Show, every day on YouTube at 4 o'clock. And so here is a chunk of that. We did a roundtable discussion that will go up on Friday's show. And uh, it was it was the whole Auburn Daily crew. Lindsey was there as well as um, as Trey and Andrew. So I clipped up some of what we talked about uh, for you here. Third question
3: here for the Auburn
1: Daily Weekly Roundtable.
3: Who will be the offensive and defensive MVPs at a day? And then bonus points uh, if you can put out a special teams MVP. Zach, let's start with you.
1: So I forgot what I put for the article on this. I'm just going to be 100% honest on this. On offense, though, I'm thinking Malcolm Johnson Jr. Um, I I think there's a chance that he just gets one big play. That's kind of what we've seen in previous eight days with receivers. So I'll go Malcolm Johnson Jr. for offense. For defense, I'll go Wesley Steiner because I think there's a chance that he plays – with the ones sometimes. And I also think there's a chance he subs in with the twos. And so he'll get more reps and kind of more of a chance for something exciting to happen. I think he's also athletic enough where he could do something in pass coverage um, and maybe get a pick or something like that. So I'll go Wesley Sider for defense. Then special teams. I will go with Marshall Myers, one of the walk-on kickers. He's also my pastor's son, so I'm incredibly <laughs> biased. I wasn't going
4: to pull that out, but yeah, I figured you
3: were going to go there.
1: There we go. All
3: right, Andrew, who are your three MVPs for A-Day offensive, defensive, and special teams?
2: So for offense, this is going to be boring, but I'm going to go TJ Finley. I fully believe he's taken a step. I do. He, you know, we've seen his accuracy stats so far and in, in spring practice. I think he's taken a big step forward. He has the arm talent to where he could be unbelievable. He's just got to get more accurate. We know he can move with his legs a little bit. We didn't see it a lot last year because he was, you know, had the ankle injury the whole time. And I still commend him. A lot of Auburn fans, you don't want to hate on Finley, and I commend him for playing through that injury. I, I really do. I and mean, we needed him. He, you know, he wasn't successful, but he he did what he could do, and I appreciate that from him. On defense, I, I think this might be a little out there. Trying to, you know, Since I went Finley, it's a little boring. DJ James, I watched his film when he committed. I don't think he's being talked about enough. This guy can play football. He is awesome. I think, and I, I don't know if this is a bold prediction. We have we have some okay depth at corner, but I think he's going to be, I think he's going to start corner for us. I think he's going to be an instant impact out of the portal. I like him a lot. He's great at helping in the run game, but you don't see a lot in cornerbacks. Cornerbacks, you know, they, they, they usually like to stay away from the run game. I think he's awesome. I think he's going to show a, he's going to show out great in in a day. And then for spe- for special teams, I'm going to go with my main man Barton Lester. It's Barton Lester, right? Come on, right? Yeah, I have the. He's awesome. How wh- how many plays last year from a guy that you'd never heard of? Can you all remember Barton Lester making last year? I mean, he was awesome. So, Barton Lester, you know, he's a guy you can just tell he wants it more than the guy across the ball from him. I like him. And it's not a joke. I really I believe that he can help this football team on special teams because it's more important than people think. So, I'm going to Barton Lester.
3: All right, Trey, offensive, defensive, and special teams MVP.
5: So, I'm going to side with Andrew and stay quarterback for offense. And I'm going to go Robbie Ashford. I'm going to. I say Ashford because when you look at spring games, you'll get you'll get Finley, and with Calzada being out, you'll get Ashford on the other side more than likely. Ashford's going to have some of those younger guys at receiver if he's playing with the twos, and I I I think he can do pretty well with obviously not being able to be tackled, um, but it's going to hurt. I think the only knock on Ashford is he can't run more than however many yards it is in the spring game. But I think he'll be able to show some arm talent. Um, I think he'd be able to show out pretty well in A-Day. Um, defensive, going with the absolute unit, Echuliotta. Uh, <laughs> uh, the dude is going to wreck some defenses this fall, and I think he's going to start – wreck some defenses, wreck some offenses, Trey, um, this fall, and then he's going to start by wrecking Auburn in the spring game. Um, for special teams, I'm going to go uh, Ben Patton, kicker. You baby, because uh, Carlson's <laughs> still a banged up and McPherson's not on campus yet. So,
3: I absolutely love it. Lindsey, offensive, defensive, special teams MVPs. Hit me.
5: Not going
4: to go with the quarterback here. Uh, I think that Auburn is going to show uh, a lot of multiple stuff on offense, a lot of multiple tight ends. And I feel like one of those two guys who's going to get a lot of attention today, today, at least early, is going to be Landon King. Obviously, you saw him in the Iron Bowl, really step up with a clutch catch there. And he feels to me, given the questions Auburn has at receiver uh, and the fact that he's returning, had a chance to work with multiple quarterbacks, it feels to me like Landon King's a guy that, They want to show, here's what you can do. And part of it's because they're bringing in guys like Michael Rodney Ducker, but they know that after this season, John Samuel Schenker is definitely gone and you have the chance to possibly lose some other guys on a Tyler Fromm or a Luke Deal. And so they're going to show Landon King and what he can do. Uh, When it comes to defense, I'm thinking about the linebackers and everybody's talked about the usual suspects when it comes to linebackers. I'm thinking about a Eugene Asante. They got him for a reason. And I feel like they're going to put him in a place to be successful at A Day and really come out and, and, and let him fly around the ball, uh, let him show on pass coverage, show on run plays, things like that. Special teams, this is not going to happen, but this is just my choice because I insist. Jacob Quaddlebaum. It is about <laughs> time we make a long snapper, the MVP. He nails every single snap, and my man will get recognized for it. We are getting him the trophy this year.
3: That's right. Jacob Quattlebaum, he'd a real MVP. <laughs> all right. My three. I'm I actually agree with Zach for my offensive MVP. I've got Malcolm Johnson Jr. I think Zach made a great point. In the fact that there's always it always feels like during spring games, there's this one receiver that gets like two or three catches and the two of them go for like 20 or 30 yards. I right. think he's going to be able to pick a couple of those up uh, out of all the receivers. I would trust him to do that the most on defense. Uh, I really, really want to hone in on Auburn, Auburn's defensive line here. Obviously, Auburn's offensive line banged up a little bit. I think whoever uh, is starting at edge is probably going to have a field day uh, for the Tigers. I will go Echoliotta, like traded. did. I think that he uh, will be able to uh, to establish dominance uh, during 8A, the, uh, the absolute unit on the edge. And then I will also – I'll go Ben Patton for the kicker. I think there will be times in this game where Auburn stalls on offense – because of their offensive line issues and because of, you know, just trying to work some kinks out uh, with with the entire offense, actually. So I think Auburn will at times have to kick field goals, and I think Patton will get some up. So those are my three MVPs for A-Day.
1: All right, so be sure to check that out. Um, Like I said, it's on YouTube. I will put a link to the Auburn Daily YouTube page in the description down below. So be sure to check that out and support those guys. It's been fun to see all that kind of Come together and start to get some momentum. So be sure to check that out. Guys, on Monday, we will have football to talk about. So be sure to watch A Day, take your notes, send me your concerns. Plenty of ways to do that. And join the Locked on Auburn Discord because it is going to be going crazy during A Day. It's going to be fun. You want to be there. You want to be there. And you want to be back here on Locked on Auburn on Monday when we talk about it. This has been Locked on Auburn.